0: Welcome to the Wichita Church of Christ. It's great to have everyone here this morning. And uh, one of the things we're going to do, a uh, tiny bit different here at the beginning, is announcements, uh, sometimes they happen at the end or generally. Um, we're going to uh, show a brief video announcement um, for what's to come for next month. So go ahead and roll the video. Or give. Well, we're going to load it up. Let's, let's go ahead and pray right now while we, uh, we get it loaded up. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this morning. Father, we thank you that we're able to uh, take communion together. Father, we're grateful we're able to praise you together. Father, we thank you so much that, God, we can submit to a good Father that you are. We pray that we will uh, be willing to follow you in all things, Father, whether they're difficult or easy. And, uh, Father, that we praise you and thank you uh, that we have you, that we have each other In a world that is increasingly busy, we rarely take time to reflect on our lives in Christ. The Wichita Church of Christ is excited to announce our new sermon series, Reflections. Our theme passage is 2 Peter 1, 5-8, where Peter encourages us to intently grow. To guide us in our journey of becoming more effective and productive in knowing Jesus intimately, we look at individuals in the Bible and their godly character traits. Our prayer is that as we study this important topic together, we will be able to know and reflect Jesus to each other and the world. Please join us on Sundays at ten thirty AM. Amen. Amen. So there is our announcement for what we will be doing next month. We're going to be kicking it off. Reflections is our sermon series. Thanks for Jason doing the voiceover and, uh, You know, one of the great things is uh, this uh, is an opportunity to be able to, if you do social media, you know, you can put it on social media. If you don't do social media, I I get it. Um, It's just a tool that we have uh, to hopefully reach people, or you can point them uh, to the website, and uh, we'll have it on the website, and uh, you can say, hey, here's our new sermon series. Take a look at it. So um, hopefully that's something that can be useful to you. If not, no problem, you know, we'll we'll uh, keep trying that was our first attempt at it but it's great to be here this morning with you um, it's great to see Ken here great to see him he's uh, you know going through it he's persevering so it's uh, not a, a easy uh, task to have uh, all the knee uh, surgeries that he's had and to uh, have another one so we're glad that he is here with us and uh, I'm not Jeff, so if you were here last week and you came back and was like, "Hey, I was hoping that Jeff guy would be here, and not this guy." Uh, amen. I was hoping he would be here too, but he's actually uh, he's down in Texas. He's uh, taking the boxes that came in from uh, Brazil. He's gonna put them in a vehicle and he's gonna drive back, uh, hopefully on a Tuesday. So be praying for him. He'll be uh, kicking off the series next week. So again, if you were here last week and you know come back next week he'll uh, he'll be back up here doing it but today you got me so the the name of the series today is called provision provision and I was I was preparing for this I started thinking about Mount Everest I have no idea why any individual and if you're one in here I'm, you know Amen. Why you would want to even attempt to climb this thing. Um, we uh, did Pikes Peak. In, I don't even remember when. 15, 20 years ago. I made it to the top, and everyone's oh, it's so beautiful. And I was like, yeah, not again. Not doing that. <laughs> but Pikes Peak, 1953, I was doing a little research on Not Pikes Peak, sorry. Mount Everest, 1953 was the first successful recorded um Venture there to make it to the top, over 29,000 feet, 29,029 to be exact. And there's this area that they actually call the death zone. So the death zone can be up to 200 miles an hour winds, negative 73 degrees, and about a third of the oxygen that you need to survive. Those who make it to the death zone, one in ten will die. Your provision that you need to get ready is on average about 70 grand in your pocket. 70 grand in your pocket. About 32 pounds of gear. This is on average. You get a carry on your back as you go through this journey. It's about 68 days total 21 days of climbing the rest of it is what they call at base camp base camp you get acclimated make sure you have your provision all of the different ones that you'll need better heal up a little bit you better think through the game plan talk about the game plan okay when this happens this is what we do here's who we follow on this you go through all of these different things but if you make it to the top, it's a beautiful view. I'm scared of height, so as I turned the videos off. I was like, wow, I don't, no way, because you got to go back down. So, but it is beautiful when you make it to the top. But this morning, that's what we're going to talk about our needed provision in our journey. And we're going to be in the great book of Deuteronomy at the very end of it, chapter 34. So if you can turn there with me. So we're going to be looking at different provision that God provides for his people. And in Deuteronomy chapter 34, I'm going to see if I can read it here. That's why I brought the iPad after the second stroke. My vision is not uh, cooperating real well. Uh, and I'll be reading out of the Net Bible, Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 1, says, Then Moses ascended from the rift valley plains of Moab to Mount Nebo to the summit of Pishka, which is opposite Jericho. The Lord showed him the whole land, Gilead to Dan and all Nephtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah, as far as the distant sea, the Negev. In the plain of the valley of Jericho. The city of date palm trees as far as Zoar. Then the Lord said to him. This is the land I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when I said. I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it. But you will not cross there. So Moses the, service of the, Lord, uh, the servant of the Lord died there in the land of Moab, as the Lord had said. He buried him in the valley in the land of Moab near Beth Peor, but no one knows his exact burial place to this very day. Moses was 120 years old when he died, but his eye was not dull, nor had his vitality departed. The Israelites mourned for Moses in the rift valley of the plains of Moab for 30 days. Then the days of mourning for Moses ended. Now Joshua, son of Noon, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had placed his hands on him, and the Israelites listened to him, and did just what the Lord had commanded Moses. No prophet ever again arose in Israel like Moses, who knew the Lord face to face. He did all the signs and wonders the Lord had sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and all of his servants, and the whole land. And he displayed great power and awesome might in view of all Israel. Deuteronomy, of course, uh, as many of you know in the Hebrew Bible, it's my favorite book. Moses is unrivaled as my favorite character uh, in uh, the Hebrew Bible. And he is honored here at the end of his life. In Deuteronomy, there's been no prophet that's ever arose like Moses. says at the end of his life, you know, generally you'd expect, oh, he's kind of frail, that's why he died. But the writing here says, no, he was still ready to go. There was no prophet like Moses. God used him to perform miraculous signs to Pharaoh, to all in Egypt, and especially to the people of God that would come out of Egypt. He made it to the summit. God said, look out. Remember my promise to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob? This is the land that I will give my people. The faithfulness of God, he's reminding Moses of this. But then that difficult reminder comes. Moses, you see all of this. You've been with them for 40 years wandering in the desert. But you will not enter. I want you to think about that for a moment. All that Moses went through. I really struggled with this. This is one of the things that I really, really struggle with. After all that Moses did, he got to see it, but he didn't get a crossover. That painful reminder that him and Aaron actually would not cross over because they misrepresented God to the people. Put yourself in Moses' shoes for a moment, and we're going to talk about our first provision. God provides healing. This is our first provision that we see here. How painful would it have been for Moses? To hear that again at the end of your life, you're having fellowship with God, Reminds you of the promises, but he says you won't cross. Moses had already buried his brother in Numbers twenty. And he his brothers reminded also, You're not gonna you're not gonna cross. You're actually not even gonna make it to that point. Moses needed healing. Through all that he went through in his life. But I want you to think about this as we move out of Moses. Moses made it to the end of his walk with God. The people of God are still left. It said that they mourned for Moses for 30 days. How painful might that have been? To see Moses pass away, the person who had walked with you throughout the, the land of Egypt, you know, the the people lost their parents. They're like, well, surely God's going to maybe go back on his word here and let Moses go with us, right? How painful would that have been for the people of God? See, they needed the provision of of healing it's interesting that it says that they gave 30 days of mourning and also for Aaron you read that they mourned for Aaron for 30 days and yet we see in Genesis and other places first Samuel that generally you'd mourn seven days for a loved one 30 days of mourning I had a, a friend call me out of the blue. He uh, went to college. I graduated in, uh, sorry, yeah, 03. Sorry, I was trying to think. Is that correct? 2003. I got a, got a call from him a couple days ago, actually about a week ago, and said, hey, you still in Wichita? I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, hey, are you going to be in Wichita on this day? I'm like, yeah, I should be. I live here. You know, I, I don't think we're going anywhere. And he said, yeah, I, I want to make sure that you're there. I want to see you again. And I was like, great, no problem. You know, we're catching up. And then he shares with me in future conversations that he is struggling really bad with the unexpected death of his dad. So as him and I are talking, I'm, um, you know, sharing with him that John, it's extremely, uh, sorry, we'll pause. Maybe you can forget that the name sorry so he I, I'm telling him that it's natural to feel these things and when my mom died it was unexpected and that was in 2000 and there are times that I still hurt but I started asking him if he's getting any help with this that why I could listen I have somewhat went through it I am there to help him pray and all these things there are people who can provide the specific type of healing that he needs. I may be one of them in one area, but there is places that he'll need to go to get this healing. And so I'm hoping I got him on the right track to do that. But many of us in here are dealing with hurts. Many of us have lost loved ones this year. Many of us have had unexpected things happen. Many of us have sick relatives right now, jobs, all these different things. God provides healing for us. Amen. And healing is not a one time thing that they didn't finish the 30 days and click, oh, awesome, no more hurts. Moses is gone, I'm, my parents died all those things in the wilderness, I'm good. Let's go take the promised land. No, it doesn't work that way. They progressed in their healing, but they still needed healing, of course, and unexpected things would happen in the promised land that they probably didn't expect. They would need future healing. You know, uh, March 17th was unexpected for me. I didn't expect to have a stroke. June 6th, the second stroke, when I was having heart surgery, I didn't expect that one. I'm sure Ken didn't expect his his knee problems. You didn't expect the things that you're going through. But God, through many different avenues, provides healing. But are you utilizing the help? you don't utilize it, prayer, his word, his people, other professional help, you're not going to get better. The idea that time heals all things, it's a cute quote. Utilize time the right way provides healing, but it's a cute quote that needs a little asterisk next to it. But 30 days of healing is what God provided the people. They were at base camp, in a sense. Just like when you climb Mount Everest, there's a base camp, you've got to get acclimated. The people of God at this point needed that healing, they needed that time of acclimation. But my question for us Are we utilizing the healing, or do we want to stay hurt in base camp? You know, before we move on to the next provision, I I don't quite understand the stigma with getting help for things like this. You break your leg, you go to the doctor. You may be embarrassed on how you broke it, I don't know, but you don't. You don't hide that. You know, you don't wrap bigger jeans over your cast and try to hide it. No, I broke my leg. I went to the doctor. They cast it up. I have surgery. It's kind of what it is. There's not really a lot of stigma to that. But when it comes to mental healing, there's this stigma, which is you're going to see a provider like you do for your broken leg. I don't, I don't quite understand that. But that is, of course, one area of healing. Prayer, again, His word, time with people. God's multifaceted wisdom should be displayed. And that's not just with one thing. So if you have uh, your Bibles open, we're going to continue on here, actually, to the next book. Joshua, chapter 1. So the first thing is God provides healing. The second provision that we're going to need on this journey is God provides himself. God provides himself to his people. Joshua, chapter 1, starting in verse 1. After Moses, the Lord's servant, died, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Get ready. wonder what they're getting ready for. Get ready, cross the Jordan River. Lead these people into the land which I am ready to hand over to them. I am handing over to you every place you set foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert in the south to Lebanon in the north. It will extend all the way to the great Great river Euphrates in the east, including all Syria, and all the way to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to resist you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not abandon or leave you alone. I will not abandon you or leave you alone. Be strong and brave. I know a lot of you are saying that's supposed to say courageous there. Be strong and brave or courageous, however it's translated. You must lead these people in the conquest of this land that I solemnly promised their ancestors I would hand over to them. Make sure you are very strong and brave. Carefully obey all the law my servant Moses charged you to keep. Do not swerve from it, right or to the left, so that you may be successful in all you do. This law scroll must not leave your lips. You must memorize it day and night so you can carefully obey all that is written. Then you will prosper and be successful. I repeat, be strong and brave. Do not be afraid and don't panic, for I, the Lord your God, am with you in all that you do we're at base camp joshua is called to go i want you to think about the anticipation the anxiousness all of the natural feelings that the people might have felt some probably were like wait a, can we go right now some were like hmm, can we wait a month i i need another month some i don't know i i guess and there's a million <laughs> other different emotions but i want you to think about that feeling that they might have felt. Being at the base camp on Mount Everest, and they say, Okay, boys and girls, day of acclamation's over. We gotta go. Again, we'd be foolish to think everybody's like, oh, let's go. Some if I make it to the death zone. Our group is bigger than 10. Statistics say some of us aren't making it. What questions and concerns do you have with leaving base camp? Is God really faithful? Bless you. Is he really faithful? I mean... He brought us out of Egypt and that didn't go real well the last 40 years. And then to top it all off, Moses dies. And you want me to go into a land. The people who don't worship my God and I'm going to say, hey, hand me the keys to the land. My God who you don't know, by the way, he promised my ancestor again who you don't know. Give, just give me the keys to the land. What do you think they're going to say? We see what they say if you read Joshua, right? Now, I kind of misquoted there. They, of course, did know. uh, The Israelites, they they did know some of them, but you, you get the point. You want me to hand over the keys to our land, huh? People may have even asked, like their parents did, man, what if we go and make peace with Egypt? Maybe we should do that. We should go back. We know what that was like. You know, our parents told us. At least we know. It's not very good, but we know. But God reminds Joshua, because Joshua is a human like us. It's not like he didn't have any of these concerns. And he's supposed to now lead after Moses. Like, great assignment. Great assignment. I would have ran back to Egypt. I'm like, nope. Someone else can do that one. No way am I going to attempt to do that after, after Moses. But it reminds him of his faithfulness. I told you, I reminded you of my promise to give this land to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob's descendants. I will be with you. God provides himself to his people to walk with us as we leave base camp. We have to move forward despite of past hurts, present hurts that we're limping with. Some are kind of gushing out. And then even future hurts when you get there. I mean, I wish I had a different story for life, but that's, that is the way that it goes. But moving forward is also a part of life. When God provides himself to his people, we are enabled, not through our strength or anything, through God's strength, to move forward. God provides himself. After Jesus came, he provides himself inside of us. That is a discussion for another day that we'll never understand. Read what happened when God's presence went into the tabernacle. You better get up out of there. He lives in us. That same presence that people had to get out of there. He's in us. Always. Always. See, the Spirit doesn't like jump in and jump out. Oh, you had your quiet time. Okay, I'll come in. Oh, you did this. No. He doesn't do that. When you're in, the Spirit's in. Through His power, He protects us. Not your power. God is with His people. You know, we see here that there's this general plan that's given to Joshua says the law that I'm giving you. And in context, this is specifically to Joshua. Okay. He's called to memorize the word, to apply it, to meditate on it. I know some translations say meditate it, but he's called to do that, to be a representative of what he's reading and meditating to the people. However, there's a general principle that all of God's people would then reflect what Joshua was doing if he of course was following the game plan not the bad stuff but so there is a principle for God's people here to reflect on what they have learned from Joshua which again was from Moses, which was from God, to apply it, to meditate on it. This is part of God being with us. He provides himself one of the ways through his word. God is revealed through his word. He reveals himself in many ways. But the word is one of them. What about you? Are you meditating on the word? Are you meditating? Are you praying? See, the death zone on Mount Everest, as I understand it, which I'm never <laughs> going to sign up for that. <laughs> but the videos that I watched, they talked about when you get to that, you follow the guide even more stringently. You're not swerving to the right or to the left. One in ten will pass away. See, the Word of God, if you're a Christian and you you said Jesus is Lord, this is... This is what he says. You can debate it with whoever you want, all you want. This is what he says. Do not swerve from it to the right or to the left. And when you do, lovingly, that's when the guide on the death zone turns around and starts counting. Nope. Back back over. Back over. We have to help each other. As God provides Himself, He also wants us to help each other Amen. stay on this path, because we all—could be today, could be tomorrow, maybe yesterday—we're all swerving from the path. Let's not—you <laughs> know—become a Christian and then, oh man, I'm—I'm I'm perfect. I'm—I don't sin, I don't struggle, I don't—I um, often am baffled when I hear people, oh, the Lord took it all away. I'm like, he could have. Now, I, I don't know what God's doing, but in my experience, so you don't struggle at all, huh? Okay. Amen. Although I have seen that in certain things, but in the vast majority, I mean, when I read the scriptures, that's the letters are written to to the churches of Christians to say, hey, remember what you are taught? It's time to get back on the path here. So but God moves in the ways that God wants to move and not in the boxes that I put him in. But Joshua is the representative for the people. How do you and I represent God to each other? How are we representing God to the world? Does it look the same? Does your life look exactly the same as anybody else at your job? That isn't a believer? Does your life look exactly like that? The only difference you come on Sunday and Wednesday, put a little money in the basket? That's not swerving, or that is swerving, you know, when if that's what we associate with Christianity. It's a lifestyle, not a perfect one, but it is a lifestyle. God provides healing. God provides himself. And lastly, God provides community. End out here in Joshua chapter one, verse, verse 10. Joshua instructed the leaders of the people, go through the camp and command the people, Prepare your supplies, for within three days you will cross the Jordan ri- River and begin the conquest of the land the Lord your God is ready to hand over to you. We're at base camp still. Within three days, we're crossing. What does "within three days" mean, Joshua? Could you, uh, you know, again imagine this anticipation? Hey, it's real. We're moving forward. Joshua doesn't just say to the leaders, "Hey, come here." Whatever I don't know how many there were. Hey, we're going to go. We're going tomorrow. These people were—they were like their parents. We're—we're we're out. No. What does he say? The leaders go through and get the people, collectively, everyone. In three days, we are going, as a people, we. Some of you are still mourning, some of you are in a different place, some of you have little wounds, big wounds, it's all right, put your arm around me, we're, we're going. We're going together, because this is what God promised We're going together. You know those uh, those different types of feelings that everyone would have had. Some not ready to go. Some kind of. Some may have even Josh tried to pull back. I don't know. All of those individuals, they had to find a way to do it together because we're going we're going forward to take hold of the promise. I gotta tell you, this one right here, this is this is difficult for me. I can't talk about it, and not be about it. With all the differences, somehow, we got to move together. Well, you were bick- I remember you were bickering with me like twenty-seven years ago in the wilderness. I remember at the city. I don't. Nope been holding it he or she's hurt sorry somebody else can pick him up I'm not this one's a challenge for me when I think about my group is there a group of people that include the different differences or is it just oh well they agree with my view so you're let's hang out I'll say that's, you know, I'll say if somebody agrees with me that's a bad thing or uh, I'm not saying any of that or it's a good thing. But they move together as family. God's provided us community, family. This word uh, church, unfortunately, we have made it synonymous with This building. Or a building as if that's the church. See, God is with his people at all times. Right. Yeah. We're the church, right. collectively and individually when we. But this death zone, when you make it to that place, that is not the place. To go solo. That is absolutely not the place to go solo. None of it probably is at all. Like at base camp, I'd probably be hanging on to people like, they're like, hey, man, chill out. It's flat. We're, no, man. When you get to the death zone, which we're in a spiritual war. I don't know if you knew that. When you enter into Christianity... Now you're fighting the war you're already in that you didn't know. Now's not the time to be solo. It's time to follow the guide, which is God himself. And again, God uses individuals as the mouthpiece as he used Moses. Moses told the people what God said. But the death zone is a place where we really need to stick together even more. Despite our differences. Okay? Work them out. But community is a part of life. You don't get to choose your family, right? As long as while you're a, not an adult, you don't get a just say, "Nah, no, I'm going I'm to go do my own thing. No, you kind of stay in the house and then you become adult. You can have a little bit more freedom to do what you want. But when you become a family, when you enter into the kingdom of God, you enter into all of it. The good, the bad, the ugly. But we help each other. Stay on the path. Because God provides the healing that we need. He provides himself. And really, guys, the most important part of anything is what do we learn about God. We read scripture to learn about God so we can know who and how to reflect. We learn that God provides healing. God provides himself and God provides community. Where are you at on the journey this morning? Where are you at? See, there's an honest evaluation before you leave base camp. You need double, triple, quadruple, check your bag. A 32-pound bag. Do I have the provision that I need? Because the person, you know, may not have that provision to spare. Of course, we do. Because God is with us. But where are you at on your journey? Take some honest evaluation. And the great thing is we've all been there. It's not like you're going to say, oh, I'm where you share as if that's a place that none of us have been before on the journey it's not new territory a lot of territory right here you can read and they, they've been there done that we've been there done that but where are you at on the journey and one of the things if you're visiting with us you know th- this is a this is a very special place for us This is family. I could share a million stories. You guys could share a million stories. This is family. And if you're visiting, you know, we do want to do our best to study scripture, to see what it's teaching us about God, to apply it, to help each other to apply it. So we can, like our sermon series that's coming up, so we can reflect God to one another, and also to the world. So really hope that you come back with us next week. Jeff, our, our preacher, will be here. She's going to do a great job. Amanda's doing a great job. She's holding it down. She's, uh, she's juggling, like, I don't know how many balls. I can't do more than two. She's about 27 on one hand. She's being a mom, being a Christian. She's teaching the kids. She's being a teacher. Trying to find a school, try to find a house, try to keep everyone fed. So we're, we're we're grateful to have you here. But brothers and sisters, let's utilize the provision that God's given us. Let's utilize it, and let's move into the promised land. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this morning. Father, we thank you that you are the provider. God, you know exactly what we need, when we need it, how we need it. God, we pray to be like Moses, to be patient, to be long-suffering, Father, and also to be like him, Father, in a way that we could speak your word to one another. Thank you that we, Father, are your people. We thank you, God, that we have been given all that we need, Father. Pray that we can share it with one another and to those who are seeking you. Thank you for being a gracious God. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Would you all stand, please? <laughs> Tony, thank you very much. I hope-